what's going on guys this is uh the flying lion podcast episode number 10 really pumped about that we made it uh all the way to 10 episodes guys pretty pumped about that um, but welcome back to everyone um fc um had a leagues cup game this past week a couple of our guys also played in uh the mls all-star game so we're going to touch a little bit on the mls all-star game get into a little bit of the bizarre actions um in the game uh, that we had uh, this past Sunday in Leagues Cup too. So, uh, Sam, I'm going to throw it over to you, I guess, to start here. What do you think of uh, the past week? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess, you know, we'll start with the All-Star game since we did have that kind of hiatus where we didn't have, you know, much FC Cincinnati to talk about, but we did have, you know, three guys in the All-Star game, which was, you know, a lot to talk about for us, uh, which was really cool. Barrial, Lucho, and Miazga. Um, but yeah, I mean the All Star Game was um, wasn't wasn't much of an All Star Game. Um, <laughs> if you go back and you look at the highlights, even released by the MLS, I I don't know. There might be like one highlight of an MLS player taking a shot or doing something. The rest are all five goals by Arsenal. So um, just did not didn't didn't look too good for the MLS guys. Yeah, I was going to say the um, it it was good for about 10 minutes, I think it was there. Um, there's some fantastic world-class goals, uh, being able to see that um, against our team, or our players, I should say. Um, it was pretty fascinating to watch just seeing the skill gap between some of them um, throughout the field and uh, just being able to have that competition um, – against our players was kind of eye-opening wanted to see how he stacked up and it certainly kind of showed that there's a little bit of a gap maybe a lot of a, gap <laughs> a little <between. laughs> um but at least our guys i don't know what you guys thought but i felt i felt like barrial probably played the best out of all three um he stood his own he was playing left back or wing back i guess we played in a four back so he kind of played more of a traditional left back and uh, he kind of shut down uh, Bakayo Saka, to be honest. So um, I felt like the goals that kind of occurred through that side weren't really his fault, um, and he played pretty decent. Um, Lucho was playing out wide, so that was kind of cool to see him and some of the other guys. It's maybe a little bit of his uh, not preferred position, um, but we saw in League's Cup game, and we'll touch on it later, Sam, how Lucho kind of drifted out wide a little bit so maybe that was some shades of the all-star game so did you uh have any comment about uh Barrial's play or Lucha's play yeah I, I think we were we were talking about it in the chat a little bit of you know how well Barrial was playing um you know like you said he kind of held his own against soccer which was really cool um but I, I wanted to kind of touch on the all-star game as a whole like this this whole structure of an all-star game um I, I'm I'm curious to see what your guys' opinion is because I'm thinking with the introduction of League's Cup and this new format of League's Cup with League MX coming in, do you think that played a factor in us not playing the League MX All-Stars again for like the second year? Very valid point. I think that's probably a highly possible scenario. Yeah, I mean, we're playing them anyway, like in this whole month. So yeah, good point, Sam. I feel like it's almost uh, time that we get back to, you know, MLS East versus West. I think, yeah. well, I, I think that we're gaining a lot more popularity, which is good. Right. But I don't know if we're quite there yet to, for people to know who's on the East and who's on the West. Like it's even difficult for us, like being an East coast team to even figure out like who's on the West coast teams. Right. So I, I think it, give it i'd say like tops five years for it to get to that but if we continue on the same trajectory that mls is and it continues to grow become you know top six league in the world um i definitely see it as a scenario for sure yeah i i like that thought on maybe in a couple of years because i mean you're you're only starting to see the rivalry between the east and west like you're you can kind of see some people chirping on twitter and and other places saying like oh the west west like as you can see in the supporter shield, right? Like you see all the top three or four East Coast teams are on in the top five, and you got all of the West Coast is like middle of the the standing. So it's it's really cool to see the dynamic between the two. But then if you get a All Star game 
I think that would be a, a great matchup in the future, though. So for those who aren't familiar, um, I mean, that's a great point, Zach. Um, I guess my question for you guys to kind of touch on that, uh, FC Cincinnati was rumored to have been offered at some point in the first five years of existence of TQL Stadium, the All-Star Game. Based on the last two years and how things have gone, do you guys think, like, selfishly, like, going to a game in TQL, would you rather see a Premier League team or would you rather see a East versus West? I mean, based off of what we saw in D.C., like, I'd rather not see an embarrassment. However, you know, it's always cool to see the Premier League guys uh, over in the States. Right. But um, to that point, I think that's why they have the friendlies over here. That's why you saw so many, you know, La Liga teams, so many Premier League teams. Like, if you want to go watch Premier League, like, go watch the Premier League. <laughs> and, and on another point, now that, the MLS has Messi and Busquets and now Jordi Alba, you're going to see them in the MLS All-Stars probably next year. So you're already seeing world-class players, and what more do you want from that? It's going to be the Messi and friends versus everyone else. Exactly. We'll have to rewrite the rules or something for that. I will say uh... another another point to the All-Star game um, mm-hmm. – with with Lucho um, coming off, I didn't really appreciate that he was subbed off for Zella Ryan. Oh, really? I didn't notice that. I yeah, didn't catch that I either. Didn't, I didn't really appreciate that. I don't like that. But at least <laughs> he started and was captain. Yeah, 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 yeah. The hot debate in the league right now is who's the best uh, Argentinian number 10 uh, between you know the three of them or even – a couple other Argentinian players, but um, again, that's another discussion for another day, I think, (laughs) but it's interesting. I I think there's a lot actually in the league, if you look at it Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, how many of those guys even play for the national team, you know, now just Almada and um, you know, Messi, that's it. Yeah. I think a couple more players for sure deserve a shout, right. Acosta being one, but you know, I think selfishly, we also want him to, be on the U.S. men's national team here in the, the next World Cup. So, you know. Touching on that real quick, um, there was kind of reports in the locker room uh, that his, I guess, progress in terms of like becoming a U.S. citizen is, um, you know, being expedited and hopefully will be done. So um, hopefully we'll see that here sooner than later. <laughs> so I guess we can transition a little bit. Um, you know, FC Cincinnati is playing in this League's Cup tournament. Um, this kind of bizarro midseason type deal, um, whichever way you want to kind of <laughs> chalk it up that um, it's very similar to a World Cup style in the sense of there's groups for those who aren't familiar. You know, there's three teams uh, generally in a single group, depending on how you do in the group play against the other teams will dictate if you move on into kind of like a round robin uh, type tournament. Um, FC Cincinnati had drawn Sporting Kansas City. Uh, and Chivas, uh, Guadalajara, I believe, is the Mexican team. So those two teams are in our group because we had the highest um, standing in the MLS based on last year. We were ranked higher, so we get to host the home games, um, at least for two teams, whereas uh, I think uh, Sporting Kansas City gets to host the Chivas game. So kind of cool to see that we have two home games for it. Again, our first one was on Sunday against Sporting Kansas City. Uh, what a freaking game, Sam. Yeah, I, this was such a mess of a game from production of the game to the game itself. It was just, it it was not quality. Let's just, you know, leave it at that. Like the whole game, FC Cincinnati looked extremely lackadaisical. Um, and it it was just, yeah, it was just a mess. I'm, I'm sure we'll go, you know, goal by goal and, um, interaction by interaction, but that was kind of my initial thoughts of the whole match. Yeah, you know, I think we can all agree that it was a mess in general. Um, there were a lot of bright spots. There were a lot of not-so-bright spots. Like, um, I was tweeting throughout the game. I'm sure you guys probably saw the bombardment of them. Um, there, there's just so many reaction tweets, GIFs, um, that you could – put for that first half that were just I mean just you you got a little bit of everything you got own goals you got PKs you got great goals like 
all across the board. It's great soccer. Um, love to see it. And, you know, it's, we'll touch on the formatting and everything else later, but um, I mean, there's tons of soccer being played right now, and then you're only going to get EPL here soon. So as a soccer fan, what, how happy can you be? You know, I think it's, I think it's great. I was really like, I guess happy, like you said, to like see that we're still playing. It's not like a full month off, you know, selfishly just being a fan of the game and this team, like to see them out there. But I was really curious to see, you know, how did we come out? How did we line up? You know, how did we, you know, take this game really? Cause it's not an MLS season game. It's a league's cup game. Um, and what does that mean? What are the ramifications of that? So um, briefly, I guess to touch on that part. So people are aware if you win the league's cup, you get actually a pretty big prize um, pool for it, or I guess it's split up, but it's a pretty hefty um, paycheck. Um, but also you get uh, access to a CONCACAF tournament uh, with all of the teams. And I think North America and South America combined. Uh, so that's a nice way to, you know, maybe encourage teams to play some of their starters and, you know, really our starting lineup kind of reflected that. Um, so touching on that, I think the only people that, uh, were the major kind of people that I was expecting to see, um, or maybe not expecting to see. I take that back. I feel like I was going to see a lot of rookies, but we actually only saw uh, Pinto starting in the midfield uh, and then Alec Khan playing in goal for Roman Salantano. Otherwise, our lineup was pretty much as strong as it was against Nashville. Um, so any initial thoughts on the lineup? I know I tweeted about it. I was kind of interested to see uh, Bupenza play, you know, more minutes with Vasquez, which ended up being kind of cool. But Sam, what were your initial thoughts? Yeah, I mean, my initial thoughts were the same as yours. I think we we initially thought, you know, that they weren't going to have, you know, too strong of a lineup, right? Um, that we were going to give some guys some breaks, which, you know, we saw kind of Alec Khan coming in. Um, you know, we had talked about in prior podcasts, like Celentano just doesn't really look like himself and, I think this was a much needed break for him. Um, so that was kind of a, an obvious one, but yeah, I think that the changes um, even on the wing um, having Powell on the right side as well. And then, you know, Barrio on the left, I feel like, you know, maybe sh somebody else should have gotten a shout, you know, on the outside. I know some of the guys like, you know, Miazga, like Acosta, like Barrio, like they're coming off an all-star game. Right. So I, I wasn't sure if they were going to give, you know, some time off, but um, clearly yeah, give Barrio uh, a break, man. That dude's played so many minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's what I was thinking, but Zach, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah. I like you guys have touched on. I mean, there's a lot of, um, I mean, the only, most of our starters, you got the two Pinto and Khan um, as our reserves or just depth pieces starting. Um, I, I think we've all kind of the past, pretty much right before break, I think um, we've noticed that it's just been um, Haglin and then either Mascara Miazga in the center. And then you got Murphy on the right. I think just, we need some more depth in that back line. I don't think we have enough center backs to feel comfortable. We're not really comfortable with that back line yet. Um, so I, I thought that was like, that's our weak spot right now. And I think we need, really need to uh, improve that. My opinion. I felt like this was a good time to really like test the depth a little bit, you know, put some other guys out there maybe to get some minutes to prepare them for this season. Is that kind of what that's you're a... touching on with that, Zach? Yeah, exactly. And then in just moving forward against Chivas, that's going to be, I mean, they're probably top three team in Mexico. So seeing them up against or seeing FCC against Chivas, I think that's going to be a huge uh, test. Granted, we'll probably have all our starters, but I still think it'll be an interesting matchup on that back line. I think that's a, a yeah. great transition into the first goal. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah. The, I mean, to, to touch on the first goal, I know Ryan's probably going to touch on it a little bit more later, but um, just an unfortunate goal. Um, you know, Haglin trying to clear the ball with his head. I feel like he, he probably could have, waited a little bit and gotten a, a boot on it rather than his head. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, or, you know, the, he didn't know that there wasn't really anybody on the backside, so he could have let it go. But um, yeah, I, I think this is definitely something where Haglund's got to, he's, he can't start. Like he's got to come off the bench. He's got to earn his spot back. Cause he's, he's had too many of these, 
times where it's it's just it's bad. Yeah, let's create some competition. That's a good point, Sam. I mean, he's been a trusted like MLS vet, but you know, at some point you got to say, look, man, look at the Charlotte game. You know, we give up two goals early, and that's pretty much on Haglin. And then in this game, the first one, you're right, man. Like uh the first one comes in and it's kind of like shoulder level. It's like, do I like, you know, thigh it out? Do I kick it out? Do I head it out? And I don't know if it was just instinct, but dude, what a flying header though. Like straight into our goal, but like, holy crap, Haglin. <laughs> like that thing was lasered in there. So let's see that on the offensive side, you know? Um, but uh yeah, that that was brutal to watch, especially because we had like a decent chance or two, I think early on, like you touched on Zach, like we had like some good chances, like pretty early. I think you had mentioned that at least. Um, but uh, then after that, it was like the Haglin show for about a good 10, 15 minutes with, you know, that one into the own goal. And then the second one off of, um, I think if I'm not mistaken, there was a foul and there was a free kick. The foul was a little bit of a like, last defender sort of thing if i remember correctly it was a mascara yeah. tackle uh which led to i think his yellow card if i'm not mistaken on that one yeah. um they put a ball in where i think i'm trying to see at least on the back side like do you think that um con could have done better to clear it out there or do you think they just need to talk better in that situation what do you see on that part yeah that, from from um, yeah from the stream i mean I think it was must he, the uh, was his name Rosetta or Rosario or something like that um, who got the goal for SKC. He was kind of sandwiched between Hagland and Mascara. Seemed like Mascara kind of like let him go because Hagland kind of had him, but he was on his backside. So Hagland, obviously, I don't think he's very good at defending. You can't you can't really defend a header from in front of the ball. So I feel like uh, to your point about Alec Khan, I think. That was kind of at like the six yard box. So he had he had to cover a lot of ground on that kick to get up there. So I, I think it definitely fell on Hagland to to guard that guy, um, to man mark him pretty yeah, much. I, Go ahead. No, I, I was just gonna say, like I, I think definitely you know, Alec Khan would have been putting his body on the line on that one. And I don't know if he he stays in the game because that's kind of a, a thundering herd and then you have the post right there as well that kind of plays in as a factor kind of as a another player if you will so that could have definitely been a, a dangerous play had he you know gone full force um, either for him or for you know either sporting kc player or Haglin. yeah um it was interesting to see because then you go down like oh two and i'm like shoot this is shades of st louis this is shades of dc for me like it was just like nightmare fuel, but um, like we saw in Charlotte, like they did a decent job to kind of come back. Definitely helps going up a man. So let's quickly touch on this. Yeah. Um, after that second goal goes in, we kind of wake up a little bit more. We create a little bit more chances uh, around like, I think the 27th, 30th minute um, there's a play down the side and mascara goes into this tackle. Um, the other guy kind of slides into him, I think, or they get rolled around. Mascara goes to like get up and shoves the guy off of him, like just trying to stand up. I think you can say it whatever way you want to say it on that, but maybe there's a little bit of a push, but the guy uh, clearly does a head butt and not a head push. I know we talked about this in prior <laughs> podcasts, but that is the clear definition of a head butt. Yeah. Polito kind of overreacted on that one. And, and you, you could, I mean, say what you want about the situation, but you could definitely tell after he did it, he was like, Oh, uh, I probably, he knew right like, I probably shouldn't have done that. Like you could definitely see, cause I know Ryan, you were yelling for the, for Polito to get off the field, but he wanted to make sure that Mascara was okay. So like, I appreciate that a little bit, but yeah, like what, what a stupid decision by him. Like to full force headbutt the guy in front of FC Cincinnati's bench as well. Like, so, I mean, from, from an American soccer standpoint, that was pretty entertaining. Yeah. I mean, I, Polito definitely knew what he was doing when he was doing the foul. Cause it, it was clear as day on the um, broadcast, but watching it live, it almost looked like he, cause his back was to must or was back to the camera. And um, it looked like he like threw a punch and didn't 
headbutt him when he was getting up. So I was like, I was like, that's a blatant red, but come to find out it was just a headbutt. But yeah, it was clear and obvious. Let's, let's put it that way. Clear and obvious from everyone watching at home, you know, at the game, like wherever you're at, like there was no mistaking. This one was a red card compared to maybe the ones before headbutt, not a head push again. Um, are our players was- more, headbuttable than other players in the MLS. Well, Muscara specifically. It was one of those situations where you look at the the Jumbotron and the whole stadium, oh, like every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Go ahead, Zach. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, it was um, even like uh, in the stadium, I'm sure it was like seeing it like in that moment, you're like, yeah, that there's no way he's getting getting out of that one it was instant yeah instant and instantly you're like all right we have numbers you know let's see what we can actually do with this because that's been an issue for us lately um you know going back to the nashville game and we'll probably touch on that a little bit later but um we go up a man and uh like the 33rd minute uh, we have a corner kick. We play another short ball in the corner. That's another thing I want to touch on is I just can't stand how we're doing corner kicks still. Um, Lucho still can't beat the first guy on his corners, which is just driving me crazy. They do a short ball on this one, though. It actually kind of works. It falls back out to him. He plays a good ball in. Um, Murphy you know, gets his head on it, actually. It has a really good header into the upper 90 off the post. It hits off the keeper and goes in. I think they actually call it an own goal, Zach. Is that correct on that? Yeah. Sadly. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I felt like it was going in. Like, I don't I, know. I, I thought that was the most technical piece of play that, uh, God, I forgot his first name. Ian Murphy has mm-hmm. ever ever done. I mean, it was perfect. It was beautiful. It just, yeah. it got, he got pretty lucky, but at the same time, I mean, it was right right there i think i think that definitely made up for his yellow card earlier in the game that kind of it, it didn't set up the Haglin own goal but that was like in the transition of that that own goal so i i definitely think that perfectly placed header was definitely made up for the yellow yeah good point and kind of his you know run of form lately with how many red cards and yellow cards it's like dude, we need something positive from you. So that was good to actually see him do something like that. Um, after we score almost instantaneously, instantaneously, we place the ball back on the center spot and the ref blows the whistle. I'm thinking, oh gosh, here we go. VAR, some ridiculous review. Murphy jumped over the guy, whatever. No, it's a lightning delay. So we had another one at TQL, you know, two games in a row now where we've had a little bit of a delay. Um, it's kind of strange because we didn't see any lightning. Maybe it was around the area being in the stadium. It got cooler, which I was kind of thankful about, but, um, we didn't get rained on. Obviously we recovered. It was just strange. It's the second straight game. The Bailey's had to like, you know, be taken out of the stadium and let back in, which we can get into that. I think it's ridiculous the way that they kind of let people back in. It's dangerous. Um, but it was very interesting. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was a 40-minute delay. Like, that's (laughs) – I feel like it was a little bit longer than it needed to be. Plus, you know, it's always funny when they do come out – come back out, then they have to warm up for another 10, 15 minutes, right, before they can play again, Um, which all for the safety of the players, but, you know, maybe five minutes instead of 10 to 15. But um, I think this goes back to, to Zach last week given the, the card to the weather. I mean, I think the the weather for sure deserves another card. Um, but yeah, I mean, not much, not much you could control when it's mother nature. Yeah. And I actually, that there's a little bit of uh, interesting tactics. I feel like that came out of that because I feel like with that weather delay, it gave Kansas city the the time to kind of regroup after that red card and really kind of figure out a strategy to basically defend or beat us and with that it just kind of you could tell we had the momentum coming from that goal i mean we score a goal and you go straight into the weather delay and then you play for like was it maybe 10 minutes 10 more minutes and then another 15 more minute break so it's like it kills the complete momentum and then you basically have the whole second half to just defend your one goal lead 
more or less. So dude, you hit the head on the nail. Like I told Sam, as soon as it hit a weather delay, I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, we just have this momentum. We're up a man and now they're going to have time to like figure out how they want to defend us now like that. Like you're exactly right. It was just kind of brutal. And the fact that like, let's talk about like leaks cup, right. Already like did some goofy things, right. I don't know if we want to get into this now, but you know, with the way that the game was set up and everything with this weather delay in the middle of the first half, you know, have the players warm up, have them, you know, finish the 10 minutes, give them a five minute break to just get a water or something and then go and play again. You don't need another 15 minute halftime. Yeah. Like you have the flexibility in this new leagues cup setup to try something like that. Um, But I don't know. That's my own opinion on that, I guess. I did think it was really funny though that the Bailey celebrated the goal twice. <laughs> That's true. They did. They did like as soon as like uh you know everyone's getting off the field and like they're saying at first they said like we highly recommend you leave, but they didn't say you have to. So the Bailey's like shala lalalan, you know, as they do. And then uh we get 40 minute break and I said Sam, I wonder if they're going to be doing the same thing. And they sure did. It was pretty cool <laughs> to see actually. That's hilarious. So as they're warming up or getting ready to start, they start. Do they yeah. do the smoke and everything too? I don't know if they, they did, did a the second. Smoke, I don't yeah. think they did a second smoke. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. We did another uh, release the Bailey video for you too, Zach. Oh, I love it. Those are so fun to watch. <laughs> Gotta love a time lapse. Yep. Yep. Again, like what situation are you ever going to see the Bailey fill all the way up within like five minutes? So that was kind of cool to see, but also again, dangerous if it's too much too quick. Um, so any more we want to touch on, I guess on the first half, I guess we can briefly uh, just touch on a little bit in the second half. As soon as second half um, kicks off, you know, we're kind of stagnant guys. what do you think? I mean, like we created some chances, but I'm like, we're up a man. Like let's do something. I think, yeah, it definitely took a while for us to get going. Um, and we had the possession, you know, a good chunk of the second half and it was on their half of the field. Right. So we were just playing um, kind of half court, if you will. Um, and, and it just, Nobody was on the same page. It kind of looked similar to the Chicago game. Zach, if you remember watching the Chicago game, it was something similar to that where, yep. you know, we were on their side and we just, the communication was just off. Um, but, you know, we eventually did find it. Yeah. I thought it was um, particularly interesting when, because I think in the half, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, on the start of the second half, Miazga and Inwobados come in as subs uh, mm-hmm. for Hagland and Miaz or, Haglin and Pinto. And like you said, I, I'm surprised they came out really flat. Um, those are our starting players. What What's up with the being up a man and not being able to produce anything? Um, it se- seemed like creativity was definitely lacking. Um, I, I don't know. I, I should have paid attention a little bit more, but I don't know what Kansas City transitioned to after that halftime. Um, to what formation they were doing, but they were just, it seemed like Ryan, you've always said this. It seems like every time we're up a man, it actually seems like we're the one who's down a man. So I don't know what was going on. I don't understand if that's like a coaching thing or an energy thing, or like you guys had like a, you know, week break, like three guys played middle of the week um, and they didn't even play a full game, but you come back and you're a little bit sluggish and like, was it the breaks? Was it the weird setup that threw them off? Was it, you know, that they celebrated the Kansas city goals in the stadium? Like, I don't understand that, but some mojo was just kind of off in that setting. And, um, but you know, like Sam mentioned, you know, we get to like the 57th minute, um, you know, our, our savior Lucho again, plays a great ball across for Vasquez to kind of tap in one. We tie it up to two, we're feeling a lot better about it. We have a little bit more momentum. Um, maybe you're creating a little bit more chances, but still kind of stagnant towards the like later part of that half. Um, and then by the end, we just give up a kind of ridiculous PK. I don't know what else to say about it. I, it was I, a PK. I thought it was a PK right away. I honestly, I, I think you could have made a decent argument for a red card for that PK because his arm was so deliberately True. out, you know, and, and 
I, I think it could have been, you know, you could have made the case for it. So I'm glad that, you know, we didn't go a man down as well, or else, you know, I, I think that probably would have been game right there. Yeah. I mean, it was our, our boy Powell, Alvis Powell, who got the uh, PK. Um, and, and really on that PK, I believe one of the, I, I was really hoping they would pull it back because that's a distraction. When you see one of those players run into the 18, I don't know if you guys saw it, but he was three or four steps into the box by the time the guy kicked it and ref didn't call anything or say anything. So I, I thought that was uh, um, interesting that he didn't make him at least retake it. We were kind of lucky then in a way. Yeah. So we go down, you know, three, two at that point. Um, I always like kind of skip over this moment in the match, but I think a couple minutes after that, um, Kansas City again goes on the break. Like, what the heck? We're up a man. Like, what are we doing? They go on a break again. They get down the sideline. Um, our converted new right back, you know, uh, Yuya Kubo, uh, is tracking the guy. The guy plays the ball across, and Khan makes like a point-blank save. It could have been end of the game right there. You know, it could have been 4-2, yeah. and that was almost it. Yeah, Mascara uh, just quit on the ball right there. I mean, yeah, he did. You, I you think, caught I it think out it was, right away. It was one of those moments where – I think everybody, even like in the stadium, it was like, oh yeah, like that, that looks like a ball that's just going to trickle out of bounds, but they, he saved it. It was a great cross, you know, across into the box and gosh, like what an awful shot to be honest with you. Like it was right at <laughs> right, Alec yeah. Khan. Like you couldn't have had a more yeah. wide open goal and he just hit it right at him. So, I mean, it was a decent, like easy save for Alec Khan, but yeah, what a, what a break right there. We were I mean, lucky uh, to, you know, not concede on that for sure. What do you? What were you gonna say, Zach? Well, just I'd have nervous knees if I was Alec Khan in that instance. Like the pressure trying to save that. Like, yeah. I would if I was Alec Khan, I'd be right up in their face, yelling at our defense. Like, what you are you doing? That, You're up yeah. a man. Like, why? Why are you guys letting this guy in the box free? Essentially, like ridiculous. Yeah. I was definitely screaming at the TV. Yeah. Um, as I was watching that on, yes. on the other end though, we get, we get a, a PK. I was going to say, you know, in the yeah. last, you know, breath of the game, the last shot of the game, there could have been two penalties on this last play. Barrios cross hits the guy's arm. Lucho then rips a ball in the guy kind of has his arms behind his back, but leans out with his arm. You know, that's a penalty, you know, but uh, you could have called the first one or the second one. Like I said, he ends up converting and scoring it. Um, but I, I wanted to ask you guys, this is going to be our, our trivia question of the week here. Um, Lucho's now scored a PK in how many straight games for FC Cincinnati? Sam, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to go six. I'm going to go six straight games. Okay. Zach, what about you? Six straight games he scored a PK? Shows you how little I'm paying attention to the PKs. Um, I'm going to go with three. Three. Okay. All right. So Sam had six, Zach uh, locked in three. Um, we're going to take a quick break here, get a word from our sponsor. Uh, later on in the episode, we'll give you the answer to that trivia question. We'll chat a little bit more about uh, the crazy end of this game. It was nuts. So um, we'll be right back in a second. So Agility is a technology-driven soccer training facility. So we offer six facets of training. Uh, that would be Tech Touch uh, with ball launchers that work on your first touch, the TSZ, uh, which is the ESA equipment and working on decision-making. We also have a circuit. Uh, circuit training would be taking the ESA equipment to the next level. It's kind of like a soccer obstacle course. Then we offer neuroscience training with our reflection tools. Uh, working on processing things a little bit faster, hand-eye coordination and such. Uh, we offer skills classes, which is your typical coreverse skills training. Um, lots of people still enjoy that, so we work on a lot of attacking 1v1 skills. And then we also offer athlete development. So our athletes come here and they work on speed, agility, uh, quickness, explosive movements, really just learning how to move and function a little bit better as an athlete. And we're back. We're uh, chatting here with uh, Sam and Zach about our League's Cup game that we had this past weekend. Um, where we kind of left off was uh, FC Cincinnati had tied up the game in the last breath of the game, the last kick of the game. Lucho scores a nice PK. Um, 
And, uh, you know, it sets us up to where this bizarro Leagues Cup setup, uh, half the fans start walking out of the stadium and Sam and I are yelling, come back, come back, there's PKs. <laughs> no one had any idea. I'd probably say 15% of people, but to be fair, like normally it's a tie in, in a World Cup setting, you know, you don't play it just directly like that. So um, it, it was interesting. Um, once we told people, they're like, oh, that's exciting. And they were really pumped about it. Um, I'm happy that the PKs actually happened in front of the Bailey, Sam. Yeah, I mean, it, to add to that, I mean, it was funny that, you know, Lucho had to take a PK in order to get into PKs, and then he was the first PK. So um, having to take two in a row, pick the same side, which some people would say that, you know, it was a questionable decision, but they both went in. So I'm happy about that. Uh, but I, I think all in all, I think the PKs, I thought we did really well. Um you know, it was nice to see Brandon Vasquez get redemption from the Gold Cup in the same stadium, right? Yes. Um, maybe I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say since we were facing the Bailey, I'm gonna go. It gave him some energy, and you know he did a lot better and it was a lot more calm, cool, collected. So um, that that was kind of good to see. You know, I it's it's funny you talk about that, Ryan. It's it's a Sunday night, man. I I'm a grumpy old. I'm getting grumpy when games are lasting past 10 p.m. You know, mm-hmm. like even those MLS after dark matches with against West Coast teams are difficult. Try a Sunday night game with a weather delay. Pack it in with PKs, you know, all in all. The exciting. game had everything, man. It, so at this yeah. point, we're like, we can't lose this. But I totally get Fair what point. you mean. I, I, I get what <laughs> you mean, though. Knowing me, I would be complaining. I, I, I was really hoping the game would end when, with at least a win. But, um, you know, I, I think going into the PKs, I was kind of nervous just with Alec Khan. But at the same time, I mean, he's been in that tournament um, situation before. So he understands yeah. that pressure, um, which at the same time, I feel like Roman needs to get that experience because he has not played in tournament setting yet like that. And I'm just curious when it does come down to it, is he going to be able to perform on those PKs when, when it comes, you know, Um, but over point, but overall, I I think our, our um, shooters or PK takers, they did fantastic. Every shot was um, where it needed to be. No, no over the moon shots that uh, Vasquez um, had during the U S men's national team. But um, yeah, I, th- I think it was a, a great um, PK situation. Yeah. For those that, uh, you know, maybe don't know the final outcome of it they know we won, but um, their guy misses, I think the second to last one, um, he hits it over the bar and then Khan saves the last one. So we end up winning the PK shootout four to two. Um, what's really funny about League's Cup is you get two points for a win like that uh, compared to three, which you normally get for a win. Um, but Kansas City also gets a point because of the tie, which is, again, a bizarre rule. And I'm, I don't even know how that works. I guess it just continues the tally, you know, in their next game. We'll kind of determine things on who goes through. But um, I thought that was interesting. I think FC Cincinnati had even tweeted it out. Like we got two points at home and I'm like, this is just weird right now. It was just strange to to hear that part of things, Sam. Yeah. The, the whole two points thing is, is going to be touched on here in a little bit, but yeah, <laughs> just, just happy to, to technically get the win. Yeah. So Sam, that, that leads me, I guess, to it. Um, what was, uh, I guess we'll do your we'll do your jersey swap of the week first. We'll ask you that one. What was your jersey swap of the week? Yeah, I mean we'll we'll go back to the guy that you know saved the day for us there at the end of the game in Alec Khan. Um, I thought he played a pretty solid game. Like he played a good game. I would say there's a lot to blame on the def- defensive line um, rather than him. Um, you know, once again, an own goal a very well-placed cross and header and then a PK. So like not much he can do about that. Um, So, I mean, you know, won the game in PKs, which was really cool. And, you know, we got to see him save 
the last PK kind of like he did with the Red Bulls game, which was really cool. But um, I think he definitely stepped up. Like I talked about earlier when Celentano kind of needed a break, like he stepped up and, you know, he was there to play. All great points on Khan. I respect the dude with uh, the amount of pressure that was on him and he pulled out and got us two points. <laughs> um, the uh, Jersey swap for me was um, – Ian Murphy. I know he kind of, uh, he, he left early in the game. He subbed out, I think the 60th minute or sorry, 46th minute. Maybe. I don't, I don't remember what the exact timestamp is, but, um, was that halftime? Was it halftime? Okay. I said or it no, earlier. Heglin did. Heglin got, oh, no, it was right. Heglin, you're right. Yeah, you're it was right. the 60th minute, 60, something like that. Yeah. Um, so Ian Murphy, he had the, uh, the go ahead first goal for us. I'm going to give him the goal because, he was at the right place, had it on, hit the woodwork. I mean, come on, what more can you do other than put it in the net? But the goalie helped him. Um, <laughs> I, I think that really kind of gave him a little bit of confidence in his playing. Maybe it might fix his, um, it, it might not fix his uh, discipline. He needs to work on that, I think. Um, but his overall positioning within uh, free kicks or set pieces, I think that's, um, something that we could all agree on that we need more goals from our defenders on those kind of situations. Um, so that was, that was a great point. And then his, his passing, actually, he, he had the highest passing on the team um, for anybody who played in the match over 45 minutes. So he had 94% passing, which is uh, pretty phenomenal. I would say granted it's probably a lot of back and forth on the back line, but I mean, 94% is still pretty decent gonna say it seemed like they were playing the ball back and forth to each other a lot and it was frustrating the crap out of me because there was nine guys behind the ball and it's like our guys up front maybe need to move to give murphy miazga those guys a chance to play him a ball over the top or between the lines or you know anything like that but um i like that shout though for murphy um my um jersey swap of the week was going to be uh luciano costa um you know <laughs> shocker right shocker um i think he you know technically gets two assists if we're all going to count that murphy goal like he gets an assist there he gets the one with vasquez sam made a great point the composure to make two pks in a row you know pretty much without a break so the keeper just saw what you did you know you really don't have a break to see somebody else and then you have to see him again so whether that was like a whole tactic to get in the keeper's head to start it out, you know, was interesting, but he blasted that second penalty in and I was um, happy to see that. So um, Lucho, the man, um, I didn't see him go over and celebrate with his family after the PK. I was really looking forward to that, but I didn't get to see that one. Um, so Lucho was my jersey swap. What's up, Sam? Yeah, I, I do want to touch real quick again on the PKs. I thought this was interesting and I, I, I think, um, somebody made a point at the game. I can't remember who, who made a point of it at the game, but every single one of our players talked to the goalkeeper. I thought that was a thing that you weren't allowed to do, but you know, once again, it's leagues cup, anything goes and it's a new rule made up on the spot. So I was curious, like, what did you guys think about that? You know, I just remember seeing it from the international break. I know there was a lot of flack, from a lot of people with Miazga talking to the the players, you're talking about like when they switch and yeah, they pass yeah, the yeah. ball. Yeah, yeah, I I thought that was um, I mean it's a tactic. I think it might work, but I don't. I, there's is there a rule that says that you can't talk to a player when you're walking by or like? Are you saying are you referring to our guys talking to our keeper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh. I think I think the FC guys went over to Alec Khan and tried yeah, to like, like get him every single up. time. Like they yeah. gave him the ball, went over to him and like gave him a hug. And I was like, I, I don't think I've seen that like too much. Yeah, it was yeah. cool to see encouragement like that. Yeah, Good point. Yeah, yeah, boost his confidence. I I would imagine it would. Yeah. Yeah, it was good to see like the the guys like supporting him as much as like their first goalkeeper. Like yeah. it just shows like the chemistry top to bottom, not just like in your starting keeper, but even in your secondary one, even all your starters are still having good belief in your backup goalie who's had some MLS experience in the past. And honestly, Zach is right, has more, you know, experience um, in PK shootouts this year too. Uh, he played in the Red Bulls game in the U.S. Open Cup 
and actually won us that one as well. So down the stretch, uh, going into MLS Cup, um, you know, maybe later on in this tournament, maybe we see Roman come in and get some experience for that. Zach, that's a good point, though. Um, switching over to our card of the week, though, Sam kind of was reference, referencing to this, you know, earlier on. Um, so I'm going to ask him first, what was your card of the week, Sam? Yeah, our card of the week, uh, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, like you said, but the the League's Cup in general, kind of the structure of it and the schedule, like, what what is this? Like, this is the most American soccer tournament that they could have came up with, um, with, you know, Mexican, you know, league teams in it. Um, you get points no matter what in PKs. And if you win, you get two. Like, thanks. I appreciate the two points. I think that's a hockey rule, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's very, it's very weird. And not to mention the atmosphere was weird, right? So the walkout sucked. Um, they went one by one, one team, they went referees, then one team, then the other team. So, um, you know, on top of the fact that a lot of fans left after the final whistle, like Ryan mentioned, it just, they, they didn't know that we were having PKs because, you know, it's a new kind of format. So and it wasn't really announced kind of, even right away. Yeah, exactly. Everything was kind of just jumbled up. So at the beginning of the podcast, when we were talking about not only did the game kind of, it was messy, but you know, even the whole production, the whole kind of setup of the the league cup itself is is very messy. It's yeah. all Lionel Messi. Yeah, I with with the whole one point with the 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 draw and then the one point for the PKs, I, they're not equivalent. It's so much easier to win in a PK than it is in the full time. Sure. I feel like it's just not a you can't equate them with the same point factor i feel like it's yeah. just i, I mean it might, it might be because there's three teams per group and it just helps because there's only they only play two games so it's it just helps with kind of the competition a little bit right. maybe but still i it's just i don't think i've ever heard of that before and it's it it doesn't make your team better that you win a pk so it just i don't know Dude, from that, I think like the players are just equally as confused as the fans, which tells you just how bizarre it is. Um, we're, you know, we're waiting on the uh, announcement of the players, you know, to come in and to cheer them on. And all of a sudden it's like, we're going to do the national anthem. Like there's no players on the field. There's not even, there wasn't even players on the field. They did the national anthem. Then like Sam says, they, they have, uh, you know, Kansas city comes out. And then you get a break. Then FC comes out, the refs come out and then they just stand there and they're like, Oh, you guys already did the national anthem. Like, what do we do? And they had to like call them over and like take a photo before, you know, and then they call our players out in our lineup, but it wasn't like the typical thing. It was just bizarre. I think it's trying to make it as neutral as possible. It was so weird, man. Okay. So that's why it, it was late on the broadcast or on the stream. I was like, okay, what's going on? Like, cause it usually shows some sort of like them getting ready in their pictures and stuff like that. But no, it just like cuts straight to the, um, to the kickoff. And I'm like, wait a second. And then I looked yeah. at the time and it was like five minutes past the kickoff time. And I'm, <laughs> that makes sense. You guys ready for the kicker for this? So, um, kind of, <laughs> getting a little bit ahead of myself here, but the upcoming fixture we have on Thursday against Chivas uh, is a home game for us in TQL stadium, but it's technically a home game for Chivas in our stadium. (laughs) So everyone is, you know, asking the question, does Chivas get our, you know, home locker room in our own stadium? Are they going to do more, you know, like chants and stuff for Chivas even, you know, I don't know. It's bizarre, man. I have no clue. It's just so strange. We'll probably have more travelers and we will have fans there. <laughs> I don't know. Compared to last year, they seem to have a decent amount, but um, it'll be good to see a lot of their like main starters too. Um, but real quickly, um, Zach, I guess you can tell us what your card of the week was. Yeah, it was um, the just from the broadcast, the Bailey audio. Just I know there's microphones hanging out over there, but the only thing you can hear on the stream is the guy on the the, the megaphone speakerphone chanting, and it's just it it doesn't sound good live. Like I, I think the entire the entire audio in the stadium might need to be uh, adjusted a little bit. It, this is a very like 
yellow card, uh, not very big deal kind of comp complaint, but it, it just, I don't like how you can really hear the standout of the megaphone and it just drowns out the rest of the chanting and even part of the, the commentary on the, on the stream itself. So all it's, in a all, it's a league's cup thing. We're just going to blame it on that. Yeah. Not just rope, rope it in with the, the league's cup. There yeah. you go. But yeah, it, it was a pretty, it, it wasn't that big of a deal, but it was just something I noticed. Yeah. Ryan, what was your card? You know, I had a, a card to be uh, Nick Hagelin um, because of just the first 20 minutes of the game just got me so frustrated. I'm going to give the guy a pass. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that he bounces back. I'm going to be a little bit easier on him um, because we really need him at the end of the year. It doesn't seem like they're going to be bringing anyone else in. So we're going to have to rely on him. I hope he gets it together. And I don't want to dog on him too much because I'm really pulling for our you know local guy to pick it up. Um, I really do think that Murphy, you know, maybe they start him in front of him to see what that looks like. Um, but I'm hoping that Hagelin does pick it up. Um, but my, I guess, yellow continuation is the whole league's cup setup. I just can't believe this as a soccer fan and like seeing all these made up rules and like the way that they're changing the fan atmosphere in like the team's home stadium is just ridiculous. It goes against everything that the MLS has been building. Um, so they really need to look at that and address that for next year and how they uh, move forward with that. So um, moving right along, I guess, I don't want to keep, you know, dog in the league's cup too much here because we do have a game coming up on Thursday that I'm kind of excited to see us play talent outside of, um, you know, some MLS teams. Like Zach had mentioned, Chivas, Guadalajara is the team we're playing. They're a pretty decent team in the Mexican league. Uh, normally I know they're, uh, Mexican they're, for, they're first right now in their, they are first. They've only, I think they've only played about three or four games in their season so they, far. Yeah. They've played. I think only three and they're undefeated. Yeah. Three because they have three wins. Okay. Yeah. Um, any standout players from their team that you guys uh, know of or have heard of or anything? I, I, I did a quick glance at foot mob and it looks like Fernando Beltran Okay, yeah. someone that we need to watch out for. He's, uh, I think, got two goals already, but I think he's their right midfielder. I think they play a 4-3-3, if I'm not mistaken. So it'll be interesting how we do against – It's I don't. it might be a high press kind of thing, like a la Red Bull. Mm -hmm. um, but I think we're better against pressure than we are against possession. Sure. So – what what's funny about us playing them again? Obviously, we we've played we played them last season, beat them three one pretty handily. Which I I'm even shocked how well we played last season against them. It was a really good game to watch. Um, Kubo Vasquez and then Calvin Harris had a goal, so those were our three goals. But um, I think this should be a a better match this go around. Uh, I think it'll be a lot closer considering you know what we're talking about now, like we're on the top of the table. They're on the top of the table right now. Um, two teams, I'm not going to say at their peak because they're, you know, their season just started, but um, very much kind of towards the pinnacle of their leagues. Um, so I definitely think it should be a better game overall. Zach, any yeah. comment on that part of things? Yeah, I think, um, I think it's kind of a full reversal. Wasn't it? Oh, is there, was there another tournament? I don't even, there, there's so many tournaments that MLS puts on. I feel like, and I can't keep them all straight, but I can, I, I think I know where you're going with this. Do you mind if I, well, I was just going to say they, they, they're starting their season right mm -hmm. now, basically. So they only have three games in, so they don't have a lot of form and a lot of playing together. Um, and while we're like mid season or tail end of our season, and we've been playing for, X number of months and our team's probably gelling a lot more than theirs is right now. So it might be interesting to see now that roles have reversed to see how MLS does against the Mexican La Liga teams uh, versus last previously last year. I think it was at the beginning of our season, whereas they were at the tail end of their season. You're, I think you're also thinking of the CONCACAF champions league. Um, That's it. 
if uh, you look at LAFC, you know, they're in the beginning of this year. They had won the MLS last year. They're playing the Mexican teams who are in midseason form close to the playoff run where our guys in the MLS have just started the season. Um, I think this is CONCACAF's way of kind of trying to balance out those cups a little bit where, like you said, the roles are kind of reversed in terms of how many games the teams have had, um, but still don't like the format. It needs to be changed. You know, I, I don't know, man. It's just strange. Yeah, I, I think this, uh, in my opinion, it doesn't matter much, but I feel like the League's Cup could go along the way of the Europa League, where it's kind of like a more of the like fourth, fifth, sixth teams in the league you know, battle it out as opposed to the champions, the first top three, I feel like that would be a lot more entertaining um, in that aspect. But I, I don't know what, I don't know what the end goal is for League's Cup. In other words, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know what their plans are for it. So I'm <laughs> curious. To see, <laughs> I'm curious to see how that goes. I like that. I like that thought though. And having the champions league be the champions league. Right. And then League's Cup would be, kind of the Europa League. I kind of like that yeah. to where still everybody gets a chance to play for something. You're not just wasting away on, you know, another cup or another term. Like you get to play for, for something against, you know, league MX teams. Um, You know, if you're playing MLS, but I, I think that's a, a definitely a good shout. You know, with how bizarre this whole game was, um, I guess referring back to the, you know, uh, Kansas city game, you know, this upcoming game as well. I'm looking forward to see how we bounce back, um, you know, with how strange it was. And even with a little bit of rotation, I think we'll come back. We'll be strong. We're always good at home, even though this is technically not a home game, whatever. Um, our overall record this year is 19, two and six. So this could be a 20th win of the year, which would just be just such a huge huge thing i mean in our first few years we had like three wins a season so for 20 wins in a full season would just be awesome would so be let's really cool. let's let's get some score predictions zach what do, we, what do we think we're getting here on thursday you know this is going to be either a blowout as in we get crushed or it's going to be probably a draw with pks mm-hmm. and then we pull it out so I'm I'm gonna go with um, I'm not gonna go go against those score lines. So I'm gonna go two one us. Right. Yeah. I honestly had the same score line as you, Zach. I thought two one as well. Um, I think that uh, Bupenza gets on the board on this one, though. I'm looking forward to that. I wonder if they continue to try Kubo at right back, which will be interesting. But Sam, what about you? I swear we did not all share notes, but I had two one down <laughs> as well. <Let's> go. <laughs> I love that. So stay tuned, I guess, to see what happens. But uh, (laughs) real quickly, I'm going to give you guys our uh, trivia answer here for a question. So um, a question again, um, Lucho Acosta scored a PK in how many straight games now for FC Cincinnati? Um, Sam had locked in six games in a row, I think, right? This is terrible. And Zach had locked in three, I believe, correct? Yes. All right, Zach, you're a little bit closer. It's now the fourth straight game that Lucho has scored a PK in. Um, dating back to, I think, Charlotte, um, he had one against New York Red Bulls. He had one against Nashville. I'm not counting the All-Star game because it's not for FC. And then the last one here being the Weeks Cup game against uh, KC. And even if you want to say he scored two PKs in that game. So pretty cool to see him have that. Um, so pretty interesting. I was really trying to do a deep dive and see what the MLS record is for consecutive games with the PK that stat doesn't exist anywhere. So maybe we could, uh, you know, tweet out somebody and see if they could provide us some of that info. He's on a kind of hot streak. You can't, I guess, fault the guy for like making his PKs. You can like say whatever you want about him padding his stats on PKs, but he makes them. So I'm not going to be mad about that. It's, that's five straight, right? That he's made five straight, technically even probably more than that. I think he missed one earlier in the season. Um, yeah, but that was that was early. I think but it was, was very early. early on in the season. So, wow, nice. Yep. Any last thoughts for you guys before we close it out here? No, I'm I'm just excited to to get kind of two games in one week, if you will. 
Um, I know it's a weird game on a Sunday and then a game on a Thursday. Um, it's definitely a, a weird schedule to have in the middle of the season, but I'm excited that we get FC twice this week. You know, I, I, I both love League's Cup and hate it. I hate it because of the format, but love it because soccer almost every day of the week. Like, true. I, I don't think there's a single day this week that there's not a game. So, I'm a, I'm, I'm a happy man, and Premier League starts here soon. So, there's going to be even more soccer. So, nice. I'm excited. I had uh, two final thoughts. Number one, um, prayers for Santiago Arias getting his visa. Uh, he's currently back in Colombia trying to get that. So prayers that it's not going to take as long as it took uh, Yerson Mascara earlier in the year. Uh, number one, number two, I'm wearing my shirt today, the American Outlaws. Good luck to the U.S. women's national team who plays uh, tomorrow night against the Netherlands. So far, they're one to know in the World Cup. Um, I hope that they continue um, to win and actually get a three-peat. That would be pretty cool to see um, rooting on Rose Lavelle, uh, one of our hometown girls. And then we actually have a backup keeper who is from Cincinnati as well. So mm -hmm. some local connections there. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Well, um, next week, we'll probably be touching a little bit on this uh, League's Cup game on Thursday, probably a little bit on what the future holds. Um, not sure, you know, again, depending on what we do on Thursday, we'll decide if we move forward in the tournament or not. If not, we'll probably touch a little bit on uh, the U.S. women's games, or I guess this past week, and a little bit of that too. So we'll have content for you. Don't worry. Um, so we'll see you next week. Bye.